In this episode of the RV Small Talk Podcast, we have a little bit of industry news for you, but we also have, I don't know, some some cute, cuddly, fangy, terrifying safety tips for you regarding felines out there in the wild. So do do pay attention for that. And then we have something for you that's just basically seems like no brainer RV maintenance stuff, but how to keep your living space and your RV as optimized for health as possible. What am I getting at? Well, you're going to have to listen. So listen, welcome to the RV Small Talk podcast, where we talk about people, places, and adventures that go right along with your tiny trailers and your truck campers. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. And I still don't like coffee. It's oh true. man, but you've got a nice foamy cup it's, right there. It's really and pretty. Lindsay, it even says coffee I right know. on the front. I'm going to drink it. I tried to set you up for success there. Um, I just plugged in my headphones. I couldn't hear anything I said. Was it good? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think, uh, you know, it depends on who you ask. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> PJ, PJ thinks no. Well, so, I, thought it, I always think Clint is awesome. So what you, you, you requested coffee, which was weird. So I tried to do it up for you. I wanted, I, you know, everyone likes their foamy coffee. So I added a little bit of Dawn dish soap to it and spun it up real fast. And that's I think that, the taste. That's yeah. what I'm tasting. Yeah. Well, uh, next time, could you just stick with Paul? Pa- Palm olive. Yeah, palm olive. Thank you. That's really my comment in there. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that song we used to sing when um, when you were kids? Comet. It makes your teeth turn green. Comet. It tastes like gasoline. Comet. No, I didn't know. It makes you vomit. So get some comments. Isn't that the song today. that they whistle over in the movie The Bridge Over the River Kwai? And yes, and then again in Breakfast Club. And <laughs> and I think that they whistled it. So in, many references. I think that they also whistled it in um, Parent Spaceballs. Trap, the original spirit, Parent Trap. And Spaceballs. Was it in Spaceballs? Yes, as the little Which the little classic. things are walking on the sand dunes. Yeah. I don't think any of them, though, sang the words with Comet. No, but we used to sing that in elementary school. Okay. Mm, We're leaving for the rally tomorrow. Can we just, can I just, can I just, yeah, Yeah, for a second? Okay. I just let it out. I'm good. That was it. Oh, Ah. really? Okay. Ah. What, why are you, people want to listen. I'm excited. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, audience. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm excited. Eek. I want to go right now. Like I was just telling Caitlin earlier today, I wish we could leave right now and go. Can I talk about the 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 amount of, of anticipation that goes into these? Every year we finish one, we take a little bit of a break, then you start thinking about it again. And then it then people don't make their plans for these things right away. So there's always a little bit of trepidation. What if our numbers right. are low? What right. if our numbers are low? So even as far out as a month, a month and a half ago, you were kind of like, oh, no. Nobody be, likes me. It's going to be a small rally. And then boom. Now yeah. it's going to be a big rally. Yeah, wh- and so then I'm like, okay, all this preparation is actually like, like you got to double it. Like I didn't get enough shirts last year. I got too many shirts. Right. Now I didn't get enough shirts. I, the shirt thing is stressing me Ballpark, out. What, what, how many RVs will be there? 84. Whoa. And so we're counting on most, the vast majority of those RVs being couple situations. I'm guessing it's going to be like 130 people. Wow. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm just excited because Bob Apple, our resident musician, 
is bringing his band and playing for us on Saturday night. And you know, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Oh, we so know. Oh, we know. I know. That's my favorite part. That is kind of sliding into home plate where you just finish the rally. We All the work is done for us. I mean, it's fun, but it is a lot of work. Did she forget about packing up? Because I think that's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, she definitely left out packing <laughs> up. Yeah, well, I'm... So I'm tired and hungover at that point. So, it, you know. <laughs> oh, and I'm just but excited because it's like it's an fun. excuse to go camping. Like my family's going to be there. My kids are going to be there. And like, I don't get to spend a ton of time actually relaxing and camping, but I still get to go. It's like a contact high. You get to be around other people yeah. who are, who yeah, are relaxing right. and camping. That's right. I'm excited. And, and there's all kinds of fire pits to go sit around and relax late at night. Yep. When everything is done for the mm-hmm. day and then we're up at six o'clock brewing coffee. And we're going to have Before so then. many staff members there this year to help. It's not just going to yeah. be like two or three of it's us. It's going to be like a, a staff infection this year. What? We're getting all kinds so of many. horrible things happening here. Today. Well, so guys, I think the rally is super fun. I don't know why I'm not nervous, probably because you guys have handled it all. So thank you for that. It's going to be super fun. And everyone should go to a rally. For the record. Everybody should. Everything that is a success at the rallies is Lindsay's fault. Yes. Also, everything that's a failure. Give that one to me, too. Do you want it? Look, okay. at, look at my little dancing earrings. Boop, 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 boop. I'm turning that TV <laughs> off. You can't see yourself. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I was coming up with some ideas for this podcast. And one of the things that we talk about is every now and then our listeners might want to know what's going on with the industry, just because you're part of it. If you're an owner of an RV, if you go to places where RVs go, you're in those communities, you're in those forums, you're a part of the industry, you know? So I found a a little article and um, gosh, it's it's on the paper that I've passed to to PJ and I can't remember where I pulled it. Are you waiting for me to like jump in here? Take it away from him. (laughs) Yes, take it away from him. You you probably need to, but I wasn't waiting for it. I was enjoying myself. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, you know, I think you picked a variety of topics today, which is fun. Uh, So I don't want to dwell on this. This is something, though, that we're hearing from everybody that's coming in and visiting us. Yeah, I think it's just human interest news. Yeah, because the world of news, things get blown out of proportion. Um, But ah, the situation is pretty crazy. You know, in March, the shipments from the manufacturers to the dealers was down from last year, how much do you think? 32%. 117. Well, somewhere in the middle, it was 51%. (laughs) So I I was trying to be dramatic here, did not work. Um, But yeah, that's half, half of the RVs were shipped. Leaving manufacturer factories to go to dealerships to be sold to the final. That's right. That's right. Now, is that because people are buying less RVs or is it just because dealerships need less RVs? Well, it is a chicken soup of all the things. Ooh, so, a good yeah. hearty chicken soup. Yeah. Mm, or like chicken and stars. Yeah. Maybe like when you're broke and you don't have enough money. So you make chicken soup because you got leftovers. Yeah, but are, so Maybe are, that kind of soup. Okay, but hey, I like that because it's actually something you, you put together yourself. It's okay. a little heartier, a <laughs> little bit more to it. It's not about? just opening a can. I don't know. That's, that's conversation. Why did you say plant. chicken soup? Well, because <laughs> think about why the market would be down. First of all, for the last six months, since shipments caught up 
And then people started buying less. This works because it starts with bone stock. And this this is starting with RV stock. Go ahead. (laughs) He couldn't resist. So, So stocking levels went way up. People didn't quit buying, but they slowed down. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of passed each other and buyers slowed down, shipments went up and dealers got overstocked. So I always kind of look at what happens in various markets and economies in a little bit of a seesaw fashion. Mm -hmm. Let's say you you start things with, you know, tilted one way very much so and then you start adding enough weight but maybe you add too much weight or whatever it, it's always flipping back and forth even right. if you had the exact right balance if it was already tilted to one side there's going to be a little bit of adjustment back and forth back and forth back and forth until it's balanced the thing is markets and economies are never perfectly yeah everything balanced. is going up or down i mean right. you're always moving so much adjustment yeah so we are definitely in an adjustment period and if you know anything about the rv industry that's that's where we've been. Right. And the question is, how bad is it going to be? Uh, Do you have a thought are, on that? Well, they say buying is down. Um, we are still seeing buyers here at Princess Craft. What I think the struggle is right now is that August, September, all the new models will be out, the 2024s. Right. Manufacturers are trying to figure out what to build in order to get to get things moving because if they're not selling things they're they don't have any income right so they're trying to figure out how to adjust uh but they're still making 23s that dealers aren't that dealers buying. aren't excited about buying mostly because they have 22 they have a ton of 22s <laughs> right. left over from last year so it's kind of this weird mix uh so right now what you're seeing out there is just huge sales and price drops on the 22s. The 23s, I think, will drop just a hair. Uh, The prices are going to go down because dealers realize there's less buyers and they're going to have to not make as much money there. Right. So as things start adjusting right now, and I think we we actually did a podcast on this a while back. If you want to buy right now, Man, find yourself a good 22. Sure. I will tell you that we had probably one third of our inventory was 2022s a month ago. Right. And we are clearancing all of them. That's a lot of trailers. We're not the only one. No. So then there's 23s, which will then be behind the 24s that come out in three or four months. Right. That is part of it. So. um, You know, what this seems to mean for dealerships and salesmen in general is kind of what you see uh, in in the financial markets and all that where where there's always this someone wise will keep on reminding them you're going gangbusters right now this is this is when you're flying high there's a mountaintop experience that and all that just put stuff away and prepare yourself because this isn't reality right the right. the whole breadth of your career is reality and you're going to see the highs and the lows yes so uh so put stuff back and i sure hope the sales guys you know heeded some of that wisdom well, one hopes and the businesses as well and the manufacturers right. as well. Right. It's just so many factors going into it um, that uh, we're going to we're going to have an adjustment period. They are projecting about a 30 percent drop overall this year from the previous year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those adjustments keep moving because things are unexpected. Right yeah. now, motorhomes are only down 20 percent. So. 
If you're looking for a motorhome, there's probably not as good a deals out there, right. but they're definitely still out there. Sure. And travel sure. trailers are, you know, taking the biggest hit. The right. standard travel trailers. How are the class B's and the, the vans doing? Because they're a little bit different. They oftentimes play by slightly different rules. Uh, they do have a drop. It is a little under 50% in March, according to mm. some of the stats, but... But they're still dropping. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're still doing okay, though. There is less overflow out there right. for B vans. So I I don't know. We're just in an adjustment period. Sure. If you don't need the latest and greatest, there's some deals out there, and the industry is going to just take some time to write right. it. Do you and think we'll lose some dealers? What do you think? I think that I'm not sure that I think that the actual number of outlets for RVs will decrease all that much, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit, but not a whole lot. I think we're going to see acquisitions. The big entities are going to find more acquisitions ones and, and they're going to mm -hmm. just buy them. Uh, maybe someone's struggling or whatever. I think you're going to see, like I said, not necessarily fewer outlets, but you're going to see big name brands yeah. just popping up in those locations is my is this is what I think is going to happen is a little bit of a worry too. Do you so. know that 35% of the buyers now are 33 to 41 years old? That's so cool. Hmm. Yes, baby boomers are only like 20% of the market. Wow. So is it because they already have shift. one? Because yeah, we, we already have one. I think the younger crowd is starting to discover things. The market is starting to make things that that work for them. Working on the road is something yeah. that they can do. Yeah, it's more of a possibility now. Yes, yeah. I don't think that has pulled back after you this know the pandemic style. For, because in the modern RV era, this is the first time that baby boomers have not been the vast majority. Yes. Uh, they may still be a majority of some sorts, but not the vast, overwhelming majority. It's the first time ever yeah. in the modern RVing world industry. It, you know, and not to bring out something kind of weird, but with all the social media that we put out, right. the comments are getting weirder, especially on the smaller niche stuff. Right. Because they are the people that still expect... 55 and older to be the RV crowd. Right. And it's just not so. The market is shrinking. Uh, the industry is trying to adjust. The, and it is allowing even more of that younger crowd to jump in. Right. And uh, I don't know. We're not seeing a big, a, a big drop in our niche market products. That's, and this is one thing you and I have talked about before. I love that we're niche -y. Yeah. Niche somehow <laughs> navigates things uh, in his own fashion, but a little bit better. Yes. I think they so have a cream for that. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's let's look it up and apply it liberally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting to watch, but uh, uh, I'm glad that we are faring so well because we're kind of in a, 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 a unique market. Right. But the industry is writing. It's going to affect all of us. But we're going to be okay. It's going to come out the other end. Mm -hmm. It's just going to take the rest of this year before yeah. it starts kind of balancing. There's something about PJ saying it's going to be okay. Does that make it better? Yeah. Because I do it, think it's going to be okay. Does that make y'all feel better? So here's It's going to be different, but I have it'll heard be okay. <laughs> on several videos that we've put out of your walkthrough tours on YouTube, um, 
people be like, I just put on her playlist and fall asleep to it. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> because of your voice. Well, I do think. Uh, I also some... fall asleep, but it's because I've edited a lot of her videos. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of adjustment that's going to happen. Uh, so, but I don't think it is quite going to be the end of the world as we know it. I think it's going to be oh, an advantage for music. people who are looking. Okay. Well, I'm not a songwriter. I wish I was. That's Lindsay's job. All right. Will you be a songwriter? Mm, yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, y'all don't worry. There is huge adjustments going on right now. Uh, if it works to your advantage, you can take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. If you have something that you have purchased right. uh, that you're thinking you might want to sell, no, man. Hang no, on to man. it. Go camping. Get out there. It's the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. One more round. Come on. Yeah. And it will be to your advantage, not only camping wise, but financially as well. You know, when you take PJ's advice, sage advice that she just offered up, that would that that wisdom that comes from knowing people, she reads people well. <laughs> we um we bring ourselves to something we like to bring up from time to time, and that is your safety when you go out there, when you get on with your life and go see the wild outdoors. And and so Oftentimes we've talked about, you know, the prickly things, the cacti, the, the poison ivies, the snakes, the skunks, the bears, the ocelots, which aren't terrifying, but they're cute. Lindsay, what are we preparing people for this time? Rawr. That was, that was scary, mm -hmm. but not, but more, not the, not the, uh, older women who like younger men. <laughs> yes. Good cougars. When you are out there RVing, please watch ah! out for them. They, uh, we never know what Lindsay will say. I am so sorry. The cougars are dangerous, but they are also becoming endangered. They so deserve gotta, love too. And they will not accept no. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> Lindsay, what are we actually talking about? Mountain lions. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's all, uh, there are mountain lions in Texas. This is something that I have known and but I, a lot of texans don't know it because really? they're so reclusive yeah especially urbanized almost every county has mountain lions Absolutely. in texas i've seen That's them so amazing i have seen them in around with my eyes most of the time you don't see them you just see the aftermath you don't ever see mountains. so i've rarely. seen them um growing up we we raised goats much as your family did too and yeah. we had an issue with mountain lions and the neighbor with the property next to our goats, um, he had emus at the time. Um, that didn't work out well for him, but anyways, uh, he actually he actually was able to um, to clear the premises of said mountain lion, and it was a big one. It was a mm. big old mountain lion. He had been feasting on our goats and emus. She, it was a she. Anyways, but you also have a story like that. And the <laughs> That was terrifying. Yeah, we had a mountain lion eat our goats. The end. Oh. Ooh. Did, did I tell you about that alligator that got in our tank and was going after our goats? <sighs> what? I love alligators. They're so cute. They are terrifying when they when yeah. they are not scared of humans. I, mean, Ooh, I can see they that. They come after you. So. Oh, back to mountain lions. So there <laughs> are only 15 states that have mountain lions in the sense of... Um, enough mountain lions to have a stable population, populate like breeding population. Okay. So are they all in the South? 
No. 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 And a lot of the states that don't have mountain lions used to. But now they don't. And then a lot of the states that naturally didn't have mountain lions back in the day before we messed everything up now do. So they've been pushed around a little bit. Yes, they've been pushed around and they're coming back. Um, But I guess it was crazy to me that only 15 states have mountain lions. An appreciable population. Yes, they're like the other states that I'm not going to name. There have been mountain lion sightings, right. but like scientifically, they cannot count enough mountain lions. In every to state, count. probably in the world, there have been sightings of cougars. So, well, people are scared of them. Right. I mean, when people go camping, Rower. it's like oh, I'm scared. I'm going to have a mountain lion or a bear. It's always the bears in the mountains come, come into yeah. my campsite. Why is no one? Mentioning I mean, how the badger? likely is? Well, because I don't know anything about badgers, but badger, 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 <laughs> badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom. Sorry, badger, y'all. Badger, that's badger, that's badger. an old YouTube video. All right, all right. So everyone's scared of the bears and the mountain lions. Do mountain lions actually come into your campsite, though? Yes. Honestly. Yes. Yeah, like right? a shadow. Yeah. You don't see them. You don't hear them. They do. They take your baby. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Son, you got a panty on your head. <laughs> it just made me think of Raising Arizona, and that's my favorite line from that movie. I don't know that line, but now <laughs> I do. <laughs> he got pantyhose on his head. Okay. All right. So you told me I should be a songwriter, so I'm going to write this song about all 15 states that have mountain lions. Are you ready? Rower. Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado. I can't flip these pages fast enough. Just kidding. Okay. Um, Arkansas only has 30 mountain lions, but I think 30 is like the number. No, I feel like 30 is... I feel like 30 is uh is kind of like the, the 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 Parks and Wildlife Service is like we can we can be certain of 30 but I'll bet you there's 200 yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. We can track 30. And that's the thing. Mountain lions are elusive. They don't really want to be around people. They no. don't really want to go towards the action. Um, they want to hide behind rocks. They want to hide in the trees. Um, I feel like they are all like their default is stalking. Therefore, they don't. You never want to be found if your default is stalking. So why would a mountain lion come into your campsite? Food. They're hungry. Yeah. Okay. Um, So Arizona, Arkansas, California actually has the largest population of mountain lions in the U.S. Wow. Well, but it's also like a pretty big state. So yeah, Yeah. and and that's and that's (laughs) that's uh, for certain ish because you also have Colorado. The estimation, yes. the estimations are pretty wide. You're right. Because they're working with estimations. Colorado has one of the other largest populations, mm-hmm. three to 7,000. Yeah, that's a pretty big range I mean, there. But That's when you really you don't know. know. There's you have no idea. <laughs> Do you I have know no idea. There is mountain lions in Idaho. They eat potatoes. They're kind of strange. but Montana, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon. South Dakota, there's only about two to 300 in South Dakota, Utah, Washington, and Wyoming. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So. But I didn't hear good old Texas. 
Oh, yeah. Texas isn't on here. No, Texas is on there if you find the right page. Oh, Florida. And I'm Florida, sorry. Yeah. I missed a few states. I thought that wasn't 15. They're in Florida. You printed these pages all crazy. Florida and Texas. <laughs> Texas unknown. The state of Texas is home to many mountain lion populations, but the numbers are incredibly hard to find. They mostly live in the far western Trans-Pecos region of the state with about 50,000 to 80,000 thousand acres of suitable land currently being used by the mountain lions and yet we've seen them in central and south oh, texas yeah. so oh, yes. they are they are definitely it's, it's kind of like the coyotes that we have at work i mean they are everywhere i almost hit a I coyote mean, coming to work the other day yikes i he saw just, a couple running he through just a shopping trotted center across the lot. street uh-huh I just was like, whoa. Yeah, there were a couple running through Stonehill Shopping Center. It was probably a year or two ago when I was there. Um, I forget. It was, it was a day when there wasn't much going on at that shopping center. But and there still. were two coyotes running through the parking lot. Well, you know, coyotes are brave. And mountain lions are more elusive. But you know anyway. What they say about bravery. I mean, it's pretty darn near the same thing as stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. Okay. Um, so what to do when you see a mountain lion? I feel like some of this is self-explanatory, but I did learn a few things. Don't slather yourself with spam. <laughs> <laughs> Don't keep bacon in your pocket. Mm, Actually, mm, yeah, because mm. then you can throw it. So, what? yeah, you can throw in the other direction. Go get the bacon. This is where we say don't actually. But then bacon isn't right. running. And they, they like things that are running. They do like things that That's, are running. Uh, yes. So they don't, they're not going to seek you out. So if you come across a mountain lion, I forgot what animal we were talking about. Animal lion. Puma. Animal. animal. <laughs> When you're hiking, that's when people sometimes mm -hmm. will because like you cross their path, right? Yes. They're just going somewhere and and then you're there and they're like, whoa, man, why are you here? So don't turn around and do want to see my heart breaking. But for serious, don't turn around. So you face it. Mm -hmm. Like you, like it's your fear. Eye contact. <laughs> and then just make yourself big, you know, I guess kind of like a bear. Don't run. Don't turn around and don't crouch down. A lot of people's first instinct is to bend over and pick up a rock so you can throw a rock at it. And that's a trigger. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you do throw things at it. But don't bend over to pick things up. Right. Because then all of a sudden you look like a bunny rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I rarely look like a bunny <laughs> rabbit. I'm just saying. Hey but, there. <laughs> but I think it's the motion. The motion of yeah. of crouching is is what You're smaller. It's what their prey does when it's loading its muscles to spring and to run. That's what the that's what squirrels do. That's what rabbits do. So I think the the loading action starts this primal trigger reaction where they know that there's a pursuit. Which, yeah. which they love. They're about to go. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that that's part of it. Um, that's the why. You, that's why you don't turn around. I never thought of that. Yeah. Don't turn around. Because you'll see my heart don't breaking. Don't turn around. Oh, geez. Sorry, I said that. Yeah. I mean, if if you crouch down, then they start hearing. I saw the sign. I saw the sign, and it opened up my eyes. Don't crouch when you see a mountain lion. Yep. So you you get have big. a staring I'm a songwriter, y'all. You, you get bigger and you have a staring contest. Okay, so if you have staring a staring contest with a mountain lion, if you have a coat, you can open it. 
Mm-hmm. Like flash the mountain lion. That's right. Selfies. <laughs> Look at my watches. I'm a cougar. All my watches. <laughs> Makes yourself look bigger. Is this what you're looking Is for? <laughs> I got the goods. <laughs> uh, so, sorry, I'm, I'm like derailing so much here. Um, also, this guy just walked in with like a giant pack of cookies and then like just walked out without it, which makes me think there's a giant pack of cookies somewhere back there. Do you want to pounce? And we're just sitting here like. And and we're celebrating Caitlin's birthday today. Happy birthday, Caitlin. Happy birthday, Caitlin. And, and, it's Caitlin's birthday week. And we're going to have strawberry lemon shortcake. Is that strawberry correct? lemonade shortcake? It's oh, uh, unreal. I already ate some. It was delicious. And maybe some cookies because we can see the glass outside the offices. Everything people. goes by and we had cookies go by. Uh, okay. okay. So mountain lions, do, do they I, like cookies? Yes. Okay. Of course. Okay. So throw and niblets. Oh man. Now I have the hiccups. <laughs> this is the worst podcast. Um, <laughs> throw things in your um, fanny pack. Unzip your fanny pack. And throw stuff into your fanny pack? And throw stuff at the mountain lion. Like uh, your water bottle is a good thing to uh-huh. throw at it. If the mountain lion keeps coming at you, sing. What? La, la, la. Sing really loud or scream at it, right? Still comes at you. Actually, there have been a lot of people who have been successful on actually physically fighting off a mountain lion. Because they don't want that. Because they don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They want to chase you. So if you've done all the things and this mountain lion is still walking towards you, pick up a stick and beat that mountain lion. <laughs> I mean, like, please don't because I love them and please don't hurt them. But there's a good there's a good chance you will be successful, even though it seems like you won't yeah. be because this mountain so lion can get you. Just tell it no means no. Fighting them. <laughs> fighting them is better than running from. Yes. Them. Is this that is, what you're saying? Yes, because if you fight the mountain lion, the mountain lion doesn't see you as prey. The mountain lion sees you as a threat when like, yeah, mountain lions, they're cats. They're cats. They don't they don't want to be hit with a rock. They just want to chase something, Big you know? Kitty. Yeah. But so so this is not what you do with a bear. Remember, keep this separate. Not the same whatsoever, but with a mountain lion. Now, another thing is you don't want to be enticing. You don't want to be interesting to them, which would be the smells. You know, what are you packing on you? Um, It'll be the taking your small dogs with you on the trails. That's super enticing. Taking your small humans with you because there are definitely accounts of families families being trailed yeah and followed it's because something is enticing it's going to be smell right. or the side but no not not happy no. not a happy moment so with bears there's bear spray is there anything you can do for mountain lions that should work too bear spray should yeah work too. bear spray works on humans too by the way yeah <laughs> yeah so if you are hiking, there's mountain lions, you mm-hmm. have little kids, you're out there trailing mm-hmm. around, some bear spray would be good to have. Yeah, sure. I think bear spray, if you're in a if you're in a state park or national park or preserve or something like that, that's just a good thing to have. Um, it's also a good thing to practice with, but make sure you do it in a controlled situation. Man, that wind will get you. Yeah. You don't piss into the wind and you don't bear spray into you the wind. You don't bear spray into the wind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Unless there's a bear or or a mountain lion, in which case, just take whatever. Pray and pray. Yeah. (laughs) 
You know, it's funny. We it wasn't funny. We had bear spray <laughs> with us when we were hiking at Glacier uh, last summer, uh-huh. whenever it was. And I noticed everybody put bear spray in their backpack instead of accessible. So I was like, how is that going to work? You see a bear coming at you. Mm-hmm. You stop and unpack your backpack and get it out. Well, most of the time, if you see a bear, just like when you see a mountain lion, they're, I mean, it's at a distance and they're like, oh, now, now Mm -hmm. I'm interested in this human and I'm going to go towards them. I guess. I don't know how many bear mountain lion attacks there are where like the person is completely unaware. She's like, but if you have to stop and crouch down to unpack your backpack to get out the bear spray, yeah. it's not going to help you. If anyway, you, I think you're just, absolutely right. No, thinking. but if you have it just like in a side pocket, you yeah. just like pachung pachung. Yeah, I think so you're exactly right. Side pocket would be great. But having it, your backpack doesn't make sense. Having it is better than not having it. And then there's a then there's a degree of how accessible and if and if. If you want to be the most prepared, then find a way to maybe even strap it to your front strap of your backpack or something like that. And you could always pull it out of your fanny pack and throw it at them. You're going hiking in nature. (laughs) There are going to be unknowns. There's going to be some possible dangers. So do you have any stats on how many mountain lion attacks there are? No, none of the victims would tell me. Darn. No. And uh, we I don't, don't have stats, so actually. I, with people as worried about that, mm-hmm. I mean, I just wonder how much you worry about it. Well, if you go to a park, I mean, if there are mountain lions in the area, mm-hmm. there's probably going to be signage and, yeah. you know, I hey, mean, know. look for this on this trail. Right. So just be prepared for it. But I mean, the. The point here is not only to be safe, but mountain lions are making like a really strong comeback in a lot of states and a lot of areas of the U.S. where they were formerly pushed out or killed. So it is a good thing. We like mountain lions. We just don't. We want just want to. Feed well, them. yeah, but right. they were here first, so. Okay, cool. Now, last week, whenever PJ wasn't available available to join us, we had Cody on and we talked about uh, the changing weather patterns, El Nino uh, system coming into play in the U.S., which typically for a lot of the U.S. and uh, North America, what have you, oftentimes means more moisture, more rain, more humidity, slightly cooler temperatures, yet still warm. And in my life, that has always been a recipe for mold and mildew. Which also in my life means irritation for my eyes and my sinuses and all that. And I don't think I'm alone. I think that this is... No, mold and mildew is pretty common in campers, especially when you take it out of storage. And it's been sitting there for months and that moisture has kind of been doing this circle, you know, cycle around your RV. So, And this can happen definitely in storage. That's when people most are most likely to develop a situation with mold and mildew, but it can happen in just human, human and humid climate areas, even while you're traveling. So are you going to tell us what to do about it? I think that we could come up with this together because there's a lot of no brainer stuff. Yeah, all right. Okay. So, so what are Stop, the issues? Like hold your breath. Yes. Yes. For as long as possible. And then none of it's an issue. <laughs> you're not putting you're not putting condensation into the air no yes. mold hold yeah. your breath so so that's what we're looking at okay how to deal with the humidity and moisture that's going to be present in the environment mm-hmm. and and there's also mold likes the warmer 
humid situation. So how to deal with that and how to even keep it from starting in general? Because mold That's is a, a spore we issue. We could do a whole podcast. We could, but, but we're going to do some, some, some quick stuff. Is it going to be the, the, the before or the after? The before the mold or the after the mold? Uh-huh. I think it's the before the mold, a little preventative. Okay. Let's talk preventative then. Okay. So what's the first biggest thing you can do to stop mold? Well, for me, it's always been start with the moisture issue. Um, and there's various ways to do that. You can travel with a dehumidifier of mm -hmm. some sort. That definitely helps. And it also helps particular in storage. Um, in which case, open up those cabinets and just let the thing run if you can. The problem with that is that you have to find a way to empty it, you know. To, and you have to plug it in somewhere. Right. So power so storage. You have and, to power a dehumidifier. Right. So there's other options. You know, they have these uh, rock type things that absorb but they also have uh just desiccants that you can find and there are rv desiccants and i had something here and i'm afraid i don't know I what know. desiccant means so me neither those packets that you when just you, just willing to say the silica gel yes packets yes silica and gel and there's desiccant. different types and so you find them in anything you buy and it's in a box it's a little thing yeah. you say you tell your kids do not eat this to keep them from smelling moldy right if they get in a damp environment right so yeah, it's a desiccant it works um so there are products out there for rvs and houses that you can put in your cabinet so you can travel with them they're out of the way just make sure your your pets and your little humans don't get into are them. you going to tell us the best ones i don't know the best ones this oh, is sorry. awkward. Uh, it is, right? It is awkward. So, so is that the thing that fills up like the bag that people hang that fills up with water? That's one form. Yeah. Because it is crazy to me every time I see somebody like post a picture on mm -hmm. Facebook or something of, hey, I just got this a month ago. How and much? yeah, and you're like, that's a that is a bag of water. That, that much comes water out of the air. was in the air in right. one month. That is mind blowing mm -hmm. to me. Right. And so another thing is you mm -hmm. can keep tabs on how, how much water they do with the hygrometer of sorts. Uh -huh. uh, it's just something that measures how much humidity is in the air. Hydrometer. So, and then. In case you needed to know. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, so doing that helps a ton. Now, what you do with your routine helps a ton, too. If you're cooking with a stove inside your camper, then you're going to... Burning propane is a wet way to burn fuel. And so it adds more humidity to the air. And this happens a lot. And you really? notice it more in the wintertime because you get more condensation on your windows and underneath your bed and things like that, which is a horrible place to have mold. Because everything is closed up more. Right. But it happens in the summertime, too. So... If you're going to be cooking in, indoors with propane, open windows, turn on the fans and, and get that stuff out. Moving air is your friend. I know, I know, PJ, you don't really uh, like moving air. I don't, on I don't. Um, and I mean, I think that you're great with it outside, but inside a, a closed space, you don't really like fans and all that on you. Mm -hmm. But in the name of your respiratory health and your sinuses and your eyes and, and allergies, moving air, move humid air out. Okay. So there you there you go on that front. Other than that, it's clean your environment because because mold is outside your camper too. You're opening your doors, you're opening your windows and all that. Mold spreads through spores and those get in and they will come into your your I don't know, storage spaces and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So you need to stay on top of your routine. 
Those yeah. three things really help, you know? What are the materials that mold the easiest? I mean, so it's like f fabric can mold. Right. But, but wood can mold. Absolutely. Right? So it's porous surfaces um, and and just really just out of the way surfaces of any kind, but poor surfaces like fabrics and your, I, I kind of hesitate to say your petroleum based fabrics tend to do better. So there's some hesitation on my part to say that just outright, but also I'm not always the biggest fan of petroleum based fabrics. Right. right. <laughs> Wait, I have a, I have a possibly stupid question. Yeah. Can your like foam insulation or stuff like that mold? Like your fiberglass insulate or any kind of like the stuff inside the your walls. The block foam. Yeah. Can that mold? Can that have mold on it? It can have mold on it. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I mean, anything could have mold on it. Right. I, I wouldn't say that it, that you would go so far as to say it has mold completely integrated with it, like impregnated in it. Um, whereas some of your fabrics and upholsteries really could. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm thinking about my camper in general, right? The intact with the, like the smooth walls. Like mm -hmm. obviously that's not going to mold, right? Right. And here's a beauty of some of those products that are vacuum bonded or that are, um, or have Asdel. That mm -hmm. is a fantastic fantastic moisture barrier and that alone helps you to to resolve or prevent mold inside those components now there's some products out there that have asdel all the way around top bottom side side floor and then there's other products that have uh, asdel just on certain walls and then there's other, other products that have asdel not just on the outside layer of that bonded wall but also on the inside layer of that bonded wall so there so if you just see asdel and you're concerned or interested maybe look into that more ask your sales representative mm -hmm. or, or someone where's the asdel how much asdel just the outside outside inside usa i don't know <laughs> this is like the song episode it's, how many songs do you think we referenced in this episode uh, i think we're up to five or six minimum it's pretty i fun. think it was five or six just on the on the whistling tune yeah yeah anyway so anyways this is this is a lot of no-brainer stuff but i think it's a good season to bring it up because people are getting back out there again and it's spring so it's the wet season mm -hmm. and we're going into el nino weather pattern which means the whole year is likely to be a wet season and we don't want to you don't want to be behind the eight ball on this well yeah just like a lot of things in life mold is so much easier to prevent than it is to get rid of because once right. you have it that's a that's a nightmare that we should definitely do a podcast on at some point. You know, we have a product that we've had from time to time here, and I've actually used it probably more than anyone here. And that's those, um, I forget who makes it. I want to say it's Starbright, but it might not be. But it is a mold and mildew. Um, I'm going to have to look it up and put it in the show notes, y'all. I'm sorry. But it, it's a little container with a sponge that has some basically chloride in it, chlorine in it. And you put it in the water and you close up your camper and you leave it for a few hours. And what it does is it creates a chlorine gas that spreads throughout your camper. Preferably you have like your mattress kind of lifted up and you have your cabinets open. And mold and mildew does not do well with, chlor with chlorine or bleach in general. Yes. But 
people are worried about, well, then I have chlorine gas in my in my space. And is, aren't there like <clears throat> international laws against chlorine gas after World War One and World War Two? And the answer is, yes, there are. However, chlorine in this type of situation, this type of chlorine and in the way it it operates is as it turns into a gas and, and filters out into the space, it actually um, consumes itself. That's why you're out of your camper and don't leave your pet in there with it. That's why you're out of your camper for the prescribed few hours because that allows it to spread out and do its thing of killing cleaning, the mold. But it also has enough time to consume itself so that all that you're left with is a clean, a bit sterile, admittedly, uh, a clean smell but it kills spores which is huge in the fight against mold and mildew. i thought those things i know exactly what you're talking about i thought those things just eliminated like odors no. you're saying that does it actually kill the mold it kills the spores you're still you may still have to go back and do some cleanup if you see mold or mildew, right but it's going to stop it from growing right more. right exactly eh, i had no idea i thought they were just like make it smell better right and so i've used this obviously when we were running our rental program i, I would use these on on the regular because i wanted a safe clean space for our renters and then i was like i'm using them in my truck yeah <laughs> yeah I, I have kids there's a lot of surfaces and, in that truck and they and they spill stuff and what have you and so i actually really like that product and i like i said i don't know if anyone really has it on their radar but me i like it Huh. Very cool. Well, if you do have a mold problem, you can clean it up. Otherwise, put the stuff in there to prevent it. Prevent, it's prevent, perfect, prevent. perfect timing for that. You're right. So, good deal. Anything else as we wrap up this episode? Let's go to the rally. Yes, that's the next thing Let's on go our to ticket the rally. is to finish our packing and then to get headed towards Bandera. That's right. Cowboy capital of the world. It, oh, hands in. <gasps> Hands in. Rally. Texas Tiny Trailer Rally. Woo! Okay. If you want to keep up with all the shenanigans from the Texas Tiny Trailer Rally as is happening, first your first option is to be there. Your second option is to go to social media and look up the Texas Tiny Trailer Rally because we have a group there and there will be posts about the things as they are happening. So There's going to be so many posts this weekend. So look up I the know. Texas Tiny Trailer Rally, uh, mostly on Facebook. That's where you'll find the group. Um, but follow. Follow along. Um, if you want show notes for this episode, go over to rvsmalltalk.com. If you want to see what we look like when we make these episodes, we are on YouTube with the video. And um, check that out, RV Small Talk Podcast. I think that does it. I think I'm out of words. Wow. Can I write that down? Clint's out of words for this moment? Well, he's I done talking. He's literally not going to talk anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what do we do? I don't know. We say bye, Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay. 